Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am Tommy, I am the host, and winter is leaving. That's right, it's not coming, it's going. And that might be a weird thing to say after all the cold and historical snowstorms, but that was the worst of it. And now it's time for spring. And spring is such a great season. We have this planet, and it does the seasons thing, and that's really cool. I'm not sure if there are seasons on Mars, but I do know that there's a rover up there. How badass was that parachute landing? We got a rover, and it's on Mars. They dropped that bad boy right down the chute. It was nice. Not as nice back here on Earth. United Airlines was dropping things out of the sky, too. But it wasn't a rover. It was engine parts. And they came crashing down all over a Colorado neighborhood. Really, really lucky that nobody was hurt. Some of that video is just amazing. Here's a Boeing 777 and the engine explodes. Now we're flying around. Engine's on fire. No biggie. Really thankful for the pilot skill and aviation technology. But for real, those engine parts raining down could have been so tragic the pictures of the engine casing and that dude's front yard it's like exhale that everyone got to walk away it's the start of a good luck run right it's gotta be the universe is telling us that things are gonna look up so let's open the lounge uh going out to the hotline now to talk to the always lovable greg how are you today? I'm doing very well, sir. How about yourself today? I am enjoying life, so thank you very much. The first thing I need to do to open the show is give you an opportunity, really quickly though, because this topic's a little old now, and that topic is the NFL and the Super Bowl, but I've got to clear the runway and give you a chance to brag because you, sir, were rolling in the tendies. When we got together in September in our preview show, you hit the Seahawks in the NFC West at plus 200. I was huffing the Ravens, but you pumped the brakes on that and you hit the Steelers at plus 390. And then before the season began, you calling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So would you like to take a quick victory lap? The floor is yours. You know, I've learned um, through my times and trials and tribulations of ups and downs to to never toot my own horn, but Toot, toot. So. Toot, toot, baby. <laughs> it was funny as I was uh, driving this morning, you know, preparing mentally for the for the podcast and this question. It, it was funny to me how many people just completely wrote off Tampa Bay. If you really think about it, those last four games, I mean, they were, yeah, they weren't playing top-notch competition, but they, I saw something uh, right from the start, and it just kind of rolled through the playoffs. And I got to tell you, I don't think a lot of people give enough credit to Tom Brady and just the fact of the professionalism he brings to a team yeah it really the intangible if i can jump in there and interrupt your victory lap that's a job well done that's two divisions and the super bowl i was lucky enough to tail some of your future plays well done i do want to talk some baseball but before i transition to that i wanted to get a quick take from you about booze and I'm not sure why I was thinking about booze and maybe it's all the quarantine, locked in, shut down. There's no more going to bars. I mean, yep. that's just like another lifetime ago now. But as far as I know, you are a beer drinker for primarily, but you're not IPA guy. I've never known you to be micro brew guy. So lay it out for me. Where are you in the booze kingdom 
So uh, a couple of years ago, when I was uh, doing this weight loss program, um, I actually switched from beer to vodka. And but then I'd get a little too too sideways sometimes. Was that a doctor recommendation? They're like, "Oh, you want to lose some weight? Why don't you go from beer to vodka?" <laughs> hey, but it worked. You know, I actually lost like sixty pounds by this, well, of course, you know, stopping uh, eating shit. Pardon my French, but um, so nowadays, you know, I mean, I definitely don't drink like I used to. Uh, but if I do, I, I enjoy a nice cold beer, and I and I tell you, I am anti IPA. I do not like. Ooh. Um, I, I can't stand the smell. I can't stand the taste generally. And a lot of times for me, and you know, my, my palate is not very sophisticated. I will freely admit, right. I don't like, feel like, I don't like to feel that I'm eating my beer. And with a lot of those thicker IPAs, okay. but generally speaking, I'm a Bud Light, Ultra, Dos Equis type of guy. All right. And I love you for that. I'm pretty much a put it in front of me and I'll drink it kind of guy. <laughs> And now I'm more of a run a marathon guy. I'm all about mm-hmm. eating the weed. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the weed, I was just looking at this the other day. We all know Bob Marley, right? Bob Marley and the Whalers, famous for reggae music. And how did Bob Marley die off the top of your head? Cancer, right? Everyone knows that. I believe so, yeah. It was cancer. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but we do remember being cancer. And I just always assumed it was from, you know, smoking weed. He must mm-hmm. have had some type of lung cancer. That's wrong. What type of cancer did he have? What part of the body was his cancer? I'm going to guess it's either it's the, the most fatal to me or either pancreatic or colon cancer. Yeah, no, it's neither of those. It's neither of those. Eh, wrong. It's his toe. His fucking what? toe. He had toe cancer. Toe cancer? Yeah, toe cancer. <laughs> I can't fucking believe it. All right, let's go talk about baseball. Okay, okay. Now, I could ask you about this upcoming season, but that's kind of tired. Do you have to get that phone? No. So, I could ask you about the upcoming season, but that's pretty tired. The market's mm-hmm. full of all that stuff. Instead of looking forward, I thought, you know what would be more fun? Let's look back. Let's look back. And that's why I want to ask you, what's your second favorite World Series of all time? Not the first, the second. Actually, you know the first. Um, I would say the second favorite World Series of all time. Oh, boy, that's a great question. I know it is. You see how I put that little twist on there? I took away the favorite. Like, I can't answer, oh, the 2004 Red Sox. You can't answer the 2001 Diamondbacks. I I swept that away. I swept that away for the the good of the show, for the deeper content. Now you're on the hot seat. What's your second favorite World Series? I would say it would probably be, and and I'm going to kind of cop out and say a tie. There's two of them that I remember vividly, vividly. Uh, the, the the 97 World Series with uh, Cleveland and Florida. Yeah, Joe Table. I was just thinking about that the other day because I was looking at uh, Robert Woods. You know how people call him Bobby Trees? And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's the most clever nickname of all time. You take his thing and change it. And I was like, oh, I remember right. when Jose Mesa was Joe Table. Right. And then uh, one that I was actually very bummed about the outcome, but it was a great World Series, was 2011 Cardinals Rangers. Why they didn't replace Nelly Cruz in right field in game six. I have no idea, but that that World Series, that Game Six, I, I remember I was sitting at a bar watching it, and just the ebbs and the flows of that game. Not to mention the five games before that, plus Game Seven after that. To me, that was that had everything. And from a pure baseball standpoint, that was a great series to watch. In eleven innings, you're talking about the famous Game Six, ten to nine. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Good for the Cardinals. The Cardinals are always hanging around. Ah, that's not a bad second 
favorite World Series. Mine, oddly enough, was the year after that, the 2012 Giants. That was my Ah. second favorite World Series as I was thinking about it. Taking away all the Red Sox wins, of course. I think what I liked best about the 2012 Giants was the postseason as a whole. I guess that World Series was a sweep, so it's not that World Series per se, but the whole postseason where the Giants fell behind the Reds, who were, I, the Reds were might have been the best team in baseball that year. The Giants got down two games to none. They came back and won three in a row. Then they got down three to one to the Cardinals in the NL Championship Series. They won three straight in that one, including the famous Barry Zito game. Barry Zito. Game yes, five, yeah. man. I loved Zito. I thought Zito was a lot of fun. Dude, he had the best curveball. One of the, I mean, I, I think I put on Twitter a couple months ago. You know, they were talking about the pitches, the best pitches you've seen. Right. And for the curveball, I put Barry Zito. That guy, I mean, he could literally throw it at your head, and it would end up at your toes. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, he had that twelve to six, as they say. <laughs> yeah. But the Tigers, who got swept in the World Series, did you, I didn't realize it until I was just looking at it a couple hours ago. They were only an eighty-eight win team that year. Really. Yeah, it, that took me by surprise. I just I thought of them as more uh, of a, um, I thought they were a better team overall. So they made it to the playoffs because they played in a crappy division. But it was actually right. the Yankees were a 95 win team. The A's had 94 wins. Uh, there were a bunch of teams that had more wins than the Tigers. The Orioles were a wild card. The Rangers were a wild card. But the Angels and the Rays all had better records than the Tigers. But the Tigers ended up just blasting the Yankees in the ALCS. And they had Scherzer, Verlander, and all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a real difficult thing to stop. And then the Giants just whipped their ass in four straight games. So that's my second favorite. That's where I'm at. Yeah, and then, then of course you guys the next year in the ALCS. I mean that Tory Hunter splash into the bullpen. I mean that was probably one of the better um, ALCS moments, and that was a oh, pretty yeah. dang good ALCS too. I mean those two teams were pretty stacked, and I was at you know I was surprised that you guys took care of them. Not almost as easy as you did, but it was it was not easy. If my my memory, um, I think it was like six games. I want to say I think it was six games, and I think the Red Sox struck out like. 88 times or something ridiculous yeah. <laughs> they struck out 130 times in six games it was it was something just completely absurd like that but every time they needed a big hit they got a big hit it was uh the napoli home run to your point of course poppy and the in bullpen shot but they right. just got enough hitting when they needed to and uh what was his name koji Koji the closer. Oh yeah, uh, Koji Uihara. Yeah, he was just yeah. nails, man. It was oh, like, was, yeah, you, was you know, because those were all nail biter games, and you need someone who's dialing in, and he was, man. So that was a lot of fun in 2013. But I was trying to take out the Red Sox angle of it all. Sure. So I've been going to spring training games for essentially my entire adult life. Most of those times, it was the Cactus League in Phoenix, Arizona. Sometimes in Florida. However, uh, things went really sideways in Lakeland at the Tigers (laughs) facility one time. Things blew off the rails. There was a Hooters involved, and I'm not really going to talk about any of that. So let me just turn the page, and I will talk about the Cactus League and the Indian Bend Casino. I think the statue of limitations has run on some of that hijinks, and I am now ready to declassify 
the blackjack story. What do you think, buddy? You want to declassify that here for the podcast audience? Yeah, you know, it was funny because, you know, uh, for those who don't know, Tom and I, we get together usually around this time of year and we watch the basketball tournament and uh, it was a Friday. So we, you know, a couple days deep and, you know, Tommy, I think took it pretty easy on Thursday, but then Friday, you know, he kind of does the one day easy, one day I'm all in. And sure. I think Friday was his all in day. That's moderation, right? When people say be moderate, it means get blacked out every other day. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, we were sitting at a bar and then uh, me and the girl I was dating at the time. Let me jump in there. Let me try okay. and set it up like this. So sure. to the best of my recollection, uh, it was 2015, 2016-ish maybe, yeah. in Arizona for spring training. And as it would happen, one night, you and I and a couple of associates made yes. our way over to the Indian Bend Casino. <laughs> Talking stick, yep. We were playing blackjack. And admittedly, our version of blackjack can be a little jackassy from time <laughs> to time. It's not punk-ass kind of stuff. It's good fun. It's a high-energy table. And that's yes. why people keep stopping by to say hello. And... Mm. I may not have this sequence exactly correct here, but at some point, Cubs pitcher John Lester ended up sitting down at the table, which mm-hmm. was really cool, or at least I thought it was going to be cool, but he was not in on the joke. Like our jackassery, no. that was not a big hit for him at all. And I, no. I recall it ended up getting a little tense, not bad, but if there was some tension there. And in my opinion, it was his fault. Because we had four of the seats at the table. It was our thing. And I was sitting in third base, I believe. And I had been doing just reckless shit the entire time. Because we were there for fun, man. We were not on some bringing down the house trip trying to take down the casino. And I think that's what ended up annoying John. Yes. Yeah, and he finally lost it when I, I like, split fours or something. (laughs) I thought he was going to jump over the table and fucking kill me. So uh, let me fill in a few blanks. So um, and, and provide a few, just a few more details. You know, obviously, you know, you and I, we've done fairly well in our lives, but we were sitting at a fairly low limit table, right? We were at like I think a twenty-five dollar a hand table. Yeah, it was nothing. It was it was not yeah. a big deal at all. So so here comes Mister Hundred Fifty Million Dollar Contract sitting down at a twenty-five dollar uh, minimum limit table, betting basically I think maybe fifty to seventy-five bucks a yeah, hand. Yeah, we were so, betting about the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's why I thought he was in on the thing. It's like we don't care what's going on with the car really you know it's about this couple it's you know from chicago well anyway i I stepped on the thing please continue no you're good so you know kind of like you said after after a couple you know i mean we you know you weren't being reckless and obviously you know you know too reckless you were just having fun we were all having fun he sits down and the tenor of the table changed and you know you you started doing some a few things can't remember exactly a couple of things you did and his his uh well he really never had a smile on his face but he kind of went from just serious to f you serious in the matter of about five minutes I yeah mean, there was, was a hilarious. there was there was a certainly a fuck you in there. <laughs> i think what it was is uh you and the associates had been talking to I, there was an old couple from chicago yes. it, right yes. they were like white Sox fans or something yes they and they ended Sox up fans. taking pictures with him and everything cooled out and ended up just fine i think yeah yeah so i mean obviously anybody listen don't don't run to mr lester and say all oh, these two these two jackasses were saying. Oh, no, I'm not worried about that. He was cool. 
Yeah, I'm not yeah, trying to cool. misrepresent just, anything. We didn't know yeah. him. I I was not buddies with him. Never seen him yeah. before or since. But <laughs> he did not think that our skit was very funny <laughs> at all. Everybody else did. Everyone but him yeah. was in on yeah. the joke. If he was a uh, if he was Siskel or Ebert, he'd get those two thumbs down. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go two thumbs up on predictions. What do you have for futures here in 2021? It's very chalky. Um, I'm not even going to touch the NL West. There's two teams, and that's it: uh, Dodgers, Padres. Uh, my Diamondbacks are just going to be floating in the wind. I don't know what they're doing. Um, I think a good future bet. I don't know what they're at. I don't have the odds in front of me. Uh, I would definitely really, really look at the White Sox um, to win the division. And I'd also look and see what they are to win the American League. Okay, well, the uh, White Sox are minus 150. To, okay. So they're the favorite. The Twins are plus 175. Uh, Indians plus 700. Tigers and Royals are long numbers plus 5,000. If you want okay. them for the pennant to win the AL, the Yankees are the chalk and the White Sox are plus 350. If you want to take it all the way up to the World Series, the number on the screen that I have for the White Sox is uh, plus 900. Gotcha. So yeah, I would definitely, uh, I would definitely put some money on the White Sox to reach, at least reach the World Series, win the pennant. I would also put some money on, um, this is, this may be a shock, I don't know, but uh, Miami to win win the NL East. No way. Yeah, sneaky. I mean... Sneaky? That's more than sneaky. They are plus 1,700. Wow. I love to hate the Mets. Yes, uh, nothing do. makes me happier than going into a season when the expectations for the Mets is sky high. Because when it crashes and burns, it just makes it so much better. It's so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> anyway, the Mets, Mets and Braves are co-favorites at plus 125 each. And the Marlins mm-hmm. plus 1,700. All right, I might tell that. The White Sox remind me a lot of the uh, the Cubs back in 15 and 16 when they had all those players. You know, they had Baez and Bryant and all those guys, uh, Schwarber. Uh, oh, God damn. What was their shortstop would beat his wife? Um, oh, shit. Uh, Addison Russell. So, yeah, I mean, they, that's what they remind me a lot of. And I think if they can get, you know, maybe if, if Kopech can hit or, or Cease can hit uh, this year or they maybe go out and trade for another for another decent arm. Yeah, you know, I really like their chances to give the Yankees and Tampa. Uh, I think those three teams, you know, Tampa, New York, uh, Yankees, and the White Sox are probably your three best teams, I want to say. Cause, okay. You know, Houston took a step back, I think, with losing Springer. Yeah, those three teams to me are the class of the American Interesting. League. All right. So I'm going to bring it home with my prediction, and I'll start in the AL. And I think it. The Toronto Blue Jays is where I want to get my chips down. Good pick. I like the Forgot Blue Jays. Uh, they're a pennant, a plus 750 type of number. And then to win the World Series, you can get the Jays at plus 1600. Um, okay. I'll pair them up with the 1B chalk, if you will, the Padres. So I'll go Padres Jays. I think that would make a fascinating World Series. So I'm going to try and get down some action on a Padres Jays matchup. I can definitely back that up, and I probably not because I totally forgot about uh, what Toronto had done this offseason, and plus their young talent. So I probably place a few shekels uh, down on the good old Blue Jays when I'm when I'm in uh, Sin City. All right, call your shot then. So your World Series is I'm going to go White Sox, and I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to go Padres. I think they with Blake Snell, you Darvish. I think they're going to be able to overtake the evil empire that is the Dodgers. 
Um, I'm hoping that, you know, the up and coming San Diego Padres with Tatis, who's probably the most, probably one of the most exciting players in the league right now, if not the most just fun to watch. So I'll go Padres, White Sox, and then Major League Baseball is going to lose their minds because, well, at least they'll they'll have Chicago so they could have a big city. (laughs) Maybe that's a good way to end the show today is I wonder if we'll ever move away from that baseball wants the largest markets in the World Series because does that actually make a difference on the ratings? I I honestly don't know. I've never looked at any TV data. It doesn't matter that much to me. But Mm -hmm. obviously, nothing's going to create more buzz than a Yankees-Mets World Series and God, please do not let us have that. No. Then we go nuclear. Then we, yeah. So we bring back Trump. If the Yankees and Mets, if the Yankees and Mets go to the World Series, then Trump is automatically the president again. Right, exactly. Start rooting against that. No, you know, as far as the ratings go, I mean, that's always, of course, the narrative. And, and you know me, I'm a big hockey guy, and that's always the narrative of hockey to kind of correlate is, yeah. you know, oh, if you if you get Tampa Bay and Edmonton, or if you get, you know, Minnesota and Nashville, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, it, you know, I, I think the league would love to have those high-profile teams, obviously, just, you know, because of, then you get the, the, the chatter, you know, on sports talk and on the, you know, on the podcast, the radio, the broadcast, TV, all that good stuff. But, you know, I, I think that if it's if it's two good teams, two fun teams, I think people will watch regardless. And especially in their home markets. And somebody like me, you know, the Padres and the White Sox makes the World Series. I'm going to watch every game because to me, that's going to be fun to watch. All right. Well, glad you got it back to baseball because we were definitely going to have to end the show if you kept talking about hockey. <laughs> one day I'm going to get you to do a hockey podcast. One day. Maybe one day, but we'll see. Yeah, well, anyway. For today, we'll put a pin in it. Thank you so much for making a couple of minutes to join on the show. Love you very much, bro. Stay healthy out there. All right, man. Love you too. Hope to see you soon. All right. Take care.